Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. Here we are on another episode of the His Call Technology Podcast. And what is becoming a little mini-series of sorts is another Meet the Team episode. This episode will come out on a special date. We've gone to a monthly release date of uh, the first day of the month. But this episode um, is going to release on the 15th. We'll follow it up with another Meet the Team episode on the first of the next month. Uh, following the first of this month where we had Scott, Diane, and Gerard. So today we're in the uh, podcast studio C at the Dixon office, and I've got three more of our um, His Call sales professionals. To my left is Ian. To the left of Ian and sort of diagonally across from me is Archibald. And then directly across the table from me is Mike. So guys, thank you for making the effort to come into the podcast this afternoon and record with me today. Tomorrow's a holiday, so it's a short week. I know you've been trying to get a lot done, so to come in and do it means a lot to me. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Glad to be here. All right. Just start in, if you will. Um, tell a little bit about who you are and you know, kind of where you're from, how long you've been in his call, and that kind of thing. Oh, yes. Uh, so my name's Ian Harris. I was born and raised out in Middle Tennessee, out in Lebanon, and then now I'm moved into West Tennessee. And I've been with His Call now for, I believe, close to a year and four months, and I'm enjoying every bit of it. Awesome. All right. Archibald. My name is Archibald Maroa, born and raised in Dixon, Tennessee. I can say y'all, I can say over yonder, whatever you call it. Um, uh, just joking, guys. Uh, originally from Zimbabwe. Uh, born and raised in Zimbabwe, moved to the United States of America uh, back in 2008 and um, went to college to Fred Hartman University. I uh, came on a uh, football scholarship, or as you call it here, soccer. Right. Uh, I learned quickly, you don't call it football here. Um, so I <laughs> uh, did soccer there, uh, studied finance and MBA at Fred, uh, and then moved to Dixon. I've been here at his call uh, for a year and I think two months now. Um, so everything is going really good. I love it. It's pretty awesome. It's good to work with someone like you, Mr. Chuck. Right. Oh, listen at you. Listen at you. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> been married. Uh, it'll be four years on June 1st um, uh, to my college sweetheart, Deandra Fair Maroa. Pretty talented in singing. Thanks for having us. Here. Yes, wonderful. There's a you packed a lot into that right there that we could dig into. But why not? Why uh, not? Your your <laughs> wife, she's an excellent singer. I've not heard her personally, but I've talked to other folks who have heard her sing, and they say she really is extraordinary. Thank you. Uh, I may be biased, but whew, yes, talented. Of an angel. All right. <laughs> Very good. So how do you find Freed Hardman in Zimbabwe? Or does Freed Hardman find you? How does that work? Wow. Great question. So I was scouted while I was playing in Zimbabwe uh, with coach Barry Goldman 
former NCAA uh, president for soccer. Uh, it was awesome that he got to watch me play and he's the one who had so many connections here in the States. Uh, so when we're in the process of uh, trying to figure out some colleges and I had quite a few offers, uh, I, I remember Fred Atman got into the play uh, and Coach Elliot right on the spot said, you know, if Coach Barry Goldman says this, I'm all in for you. Here's a full scholarship. And everything just lined up good. I love the fact that he was the underdog and also just the fact that I will be free to be myself and grow to be a Christian man there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the long version. The short version is uh, God put it on my lap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> awesome. It's a, it's a wonderful story. Isn't it something how life unfolds before us? I don't know if, if you were considered that you would make a life in the United States as you were a young man growing up in Zimbabwe, but no, but it's, you know, it's, it's one of those moments that most people in Africa and other parts of the world hope for mm. or wish for, because, uh, we know, we all know how fortunate and how blessed this country is. Uh, we know it as a land of opportunities. So, uh, it's one of those things that it's in everyone's uh, back of the mind, just hoping that one day they can come here and explore dreams and be able to do more and help more. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel very fortunate that I'm here and I don't take it for granted. And I'm going to keep uh, showing my appreciation to people here uh, and also keep spreading love back home and just keep on being um, impactful back home mm. with what God is blessing me with here. Powerful words, Archibald. I thank you for that. <clears throat> Those of us who were born and raised here do take this country for granted a lot, and it's powerful to hear somebody say um, that you don't. It means It means a lot. So across, directly across from me is uh, Mike. Uh, tell us a little bit about Mike. Thank you, Chuck. I uh, was born just... Uh, born and raised here just west of Nashville. Uh, grew up in Pegram till I was about 12. Then we moved to Dixon. Uh, went to high school here. Dated my wife in high school. And so we were high school sweethearts. And then after high school, um, just had enough of school. And so went into the Army and uh, kind of sowed my wild oats, if maybe so to speak. But uh, <laughs> me and my wife, Rhonda, we've been married for uh, 35 years in July and have three sons, Jordan, Ryan, and Luke, and two grandchildren, uh, Declan and Hudson. Yeah. So, and I've been at uh, his call now eight months. Eight, eight months. months. Yep. Yeah. All right, Mike, you have a son You've been that has just recently gone to D.C. Yes, sir, March 1st. And what's he doing there? So, yes, Luke was, he was, um, he'd been hired as a, a coach on several collegiate football teams, but just wasn't climbing the ladder the way that he liked. Uh, he worked part-time for Congressman Green during the uh, Nashville congressional election this past fall. They fell in love with him, offered him a job to move to D.C. and to be on the Homeland Security staff. And so, wow. as a matter of fact, he's coming home uh, for Easter, so we're, we're excited to see him. But he's thriving and just in his element and doing very well. 
And so, yes, he's a staffer for Congressman Green for Homeland Security in wow. Washington, D.C. Fantastic. How long will he do that? Is is that like an intern or is that a... No, he's he's on salary. He's a federal employee, and it is a minimum of two years. Of course, it always, uh, you have to follow the person who uh, was elected in office. Mm-hmm. And so it depends on, you know, what Congressman Green decides to do. Okay. And, uh, but he has seen that there's a lot of opportunity in Washington also, uh, where a person can, you know, make a career of it and stay there. Right. Okay. Well, good. So Mike, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the military, but you have a background in sales. Yes. Uh, in addition to the military, tell you, us a little bit about what you did prior to, um, his call. Yes. In 1990, uh, I come out of the military and, um, uh, I got recalled for Desert Storm, only went for about three months, uh, and then come back to work. But I, I worked for a steel company in Nashville, worked for them almost 12 years, and started on a packaging line and went to a machine, then inside sales, then outside sales, and then was a, a manager over scheduling uh, for a while, too. After that, I went to a, a competitor steel company. It was just an opportunity for me, uh, Huntco Steel, and... Uh, uh, sold in uh, West Tennessee and Arkansas. Then finally, uh, there was a, they were bought out by a company that went bankrupt. And so it was actually the Lord told me to, to okay. move before that. And uh, he did. He, uh, he blessed me. And I went to work for one of our customers here, Phoenix Metals, over in uh-huh. Springfield. Uh, I'm sorry, over in Spring Hill. And uh, worked for them for three years in West Tennessee and Arkansas was my territory and opened up a territory in Arkansas. So cool. Okay, yes. Archibald, what about you? Your background? Banking. Banking. Yes. yes. Uh, okay. Well, um, right after I finished my MBA, uh, Ted, he's on the board at Fred Hartman. He's the one who invited me to Dixon. Um, I even remember when you say, hey, come over to Dixon. I was like, where is that? (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, um, so yeah, um, came to Dixon. I was in banking for almost eight years. It's a great, great, great time there. Um, um, I'm I'm happy to be here in this transition. Something new, something different, and I'm having fun here. Uh, and I love the relationships I built through banking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've helped tremendously to, to help open doors for me uh, now that I'm here at East Coast. What made you decide to move into sales? Great question, Chuck. I love relationships and getting to meet people. Mm-hmm. And getting to hear stories. It's one of those things that ties up well with sales. The moment you get to sit down with a prospect uh, or even a person for relationship building and networking, you realize that there's just something beautiful with people. Uh, Even if it doesn't lead into something, um, I like to gain relationships over transactions. So uh, the fact that I'm constantly interacting with people, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think I may even say I'm obsessed with it because I love stories and just hear, for example, how Mike is where he is, Ian, yourself, and it's part of conversations every day. Yeah. Um, and 
boy, I love it. It's what I love about being sales and why I chose sales. Yep, it's a, it's a great position for those things that you talked about. Scott Echternot on the previous podcast talked about relationships and the part of it that he really likes um, and really works to develop the relationship. And it's so important in what we do. Ian, what about you? Um, you recently graduated from college. Yes, sir. And this And you decided to go into sales. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, like you were saying, graduated out of Bethel, um, graduated with a degree in IT. Um, and then my father-in-law is actually a customer of his call, and he That's was right. the one who was able to get me a connection here. I believe the first po- person I spoke with was Lucas Luffman. Uh, and then I came back for another meeting with Gary, and I really loved what y'all were doing here, and I've been here ever since. It's my first job out of out of college, and definitely want to make a career out of this. So excellent. Well, it's been it's been a lot of fun to see your growth um, and see your success. That's been it's been a lot of fun. The um, the technology. So none of you have a background in high tech industry, no. but here you are selling. A lot of high-tech products and solutions and <laughs> services. Right. Yes. So, uh, Ian, what's been the biggest challenge that you have faced as a new salesperson coming into this industry? Uh, I would say one of the biggest challenges for me starting out would be uh, not having that many contacts to go out to. It was a lot of oh, cold yeah. calling, still is a lot of cold calling. Uh, so really just trying to learn and figure out a process of doing that. Uh, but through the year and four months I've been here, uh, I'm starting to get a hang of it. I'm really enjoying it. And kind of like what Archibald uh, spoke back to was just meeting people. Uh, I realized, you know, the world's very small. So there's a lot of people that I didn't realize I had connections to. Uh, so it's really nice to hear those stories from other people. Mm-hmm. Good. When you mentioned cold calling, a lot of people just, you know, don't like that at all. Do you mind doing the cold calling? Or is, it, is it just a necessary evil sort of thing? <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know, I was real nervous uh, when I first started because, uh, you know, you are going in there, you're unannounced. And so uh, when you first start, it, it is kind of nerve wracking. But now that I've been doing it for a while now, uh, I just look at it as another opportunity to just hear another story and meet other people and see how I can help them. Right. Uh, I used to uh, work with another sales guy at another company. And man, he absolutely loved cold calling, just going into a business. We would we would have an appointment at one place and if there was any other doors around, he'd say, Man, let's go in here and meet these people, you know? And he loved going into a place kind of unannounced and just telling them who he was and what he did and uh, it's it's pretty pretty exciting. It takes a it takes a lot of guts too, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I agree. I was petrified as a young salesman and, and didn't want to do it. But I went on a sales trip with my sales manager and we parked in a parking lot across the street and he was looking at a file and he looked up and he says, what do they do across the street? And I, I gave him the textbook answer, you know, out of the manufacturer's guide, which I don't even think we have those anymore. <laughs> but um, he said, do they use any steel? I said, I, I don't think so. He goes, why don't we know so? Why don't you go over and knock on that door? And so got broke in pretty quick. Right. <laughs> Why don't we know so? Archibald, uh, what about you? Biggest challenge you faced in getting into sales at his call? Wow. Great question, Chuck. That's a great, great question. I would say...
it hasn't been a huge challenge, but um, a challenge I have faced uh, has been forgiving myself. What do you mean? So uh, I remember when I had a question, you know, I, I had an interaction with uh, Mr. Luffman and we were talking about how I've moved into this complete new sector. And I remember you told me, forgive yourself when you do an error and leave room for more. Mm -hmm. So I'm a person where uh, I'm driven with excellence and I don't like making errors. So for example, learning process and how how you do how we do things here so um i don't know for ian or for for mike but you know when you move in uh, this was this is my second job uh, or my second career after college uh, what i learned quickly when i moved to tricep they have a process there and it's financial sector and as i learned through banking too is every business have a process so coming in and learning a new process can be challenging uh, you may end up forgetting some of the key important things that you're not supposed to forget for example toll-free number <clears throat> to some people who you know who have been here for the longest yeah it's a given right right, right. you gotta know that you know we need a toll-free number well you excited about a relationship you're excited about a new prospect and you forget that key thing mm. that will help so many individuals here to do our job. So uh, it's one of those things that uh, I take it too personal if I forget one of the most important key thing for our processes here. So that's been a challenge. However, we have an incredible team here that's full of love, support, and encouragement. That's right. And that's why it hasn't been a huge challenge, but it has been a challenge. Okay. Yes, All right. Sir. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. One of the things that's been really interesting to watch how you develop is how you leverage your previous relationships. You mentioned that a little bit earlier where Ian is coming out and he's developing his network and cold calling. You're reaching out to people that you had relationship previously and talking to them about what his call does and have had success by doing that. That's been really interesting to see too. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things too, that I believe in what we have here. I love what we have. Um, I love what we stand for. I love our mission. I love our vision mm. here at his school. It's some of those key things again if I'm to go back to one of your questions that really also just intrigued me when I was talking to Mr. Luffman about what you guys stood for here uh, and Ian mentioned it too when you met with Mr. Luffman so the fact that we have an incredible team here it, it, it makes everything better it makes everything better they truly care about each other 
and then also care about our clients deeply yes. that they want to deliver the results as quickly as possible. Um, and then also, you know, the people we partner with and the products we have are, are just superb. I love the process that you guys, the leadership team here, what you do to vet for vendors that we partner with. It's not just, oh, you got a product, come in. No, mm -hmm. it's, you know, are we going to get support? Yeah. You know, because service is for us first. So those key things are very important to me and it's made everything superb. Right. Well, um, relationships. You yes, mentioned that earlier. It's it, Relationships are so important in, you know, internally with our customers and our vendors. We We don't want just another vendor. We really do want a partnership and a relationship. And uh, we have some that we have just we've done a lot of business with over the years. Um, we have some we have we need to do more business with, but continue to have great relationships with. It's just so important um, for for that. Um, Mike, what about you? What's been the biggest challenge that you have faced in, you know, considering your history and now at his call in technology sales what's what what would you say has been the biggest challenge you faced well the technology i've i've always been uh, i mean let's just cut to the chase in the 90s and early 2000s uh when i got out of sales we had just began to use email yeah so we were everything was written everything was faxed everything was done over the phone mm. and so uh just a huge learning curve and my, my thought because we know as salespeople one of the first things you have to get over is rejection and I had someone tell me and I, I can't remember who um, but you have to look at yourself you know they're, they're not rejecting you they're rejecting the product or they just don't need it and so I, I like to sell from a benefit standpoint you know like someone has a need and I'm trying to help them well those first two weeks in the uh, in the uh, classroom and going over telephony. I'll be honest with you, when I got saved, I didn't know there was a word called tithe. I didn't even know what that was. And I tell you what, when I went to work for his call, I'd never heard the word telephony. And so the uh, the terms, yes. the, the terms, I, I mean, I went home every night. I, I typed up some of them on Excel. Uh, I have a book that's just nothing but the terms and definitions. Just like you said, process, uh, Archie, but the actually the process of how our equipment works. Because, you know, you don't want to be on the road and uh, not being uh, able to answer a question. There's going to be times when we can't answer a question, but I, I wanted to know as much as I could. So it was getting down the knowledge part was uh, was a really it wasn't a struggle. It it was like back to school at 54. Right. You, you know, and right. uh, I, I did. I sat there one day as you were drawing on the whiteboard, Chuck, and I thought, have I made a mistake? And uh, but but no, something good popped in. I was like, you know, they, they begin. Everything begins to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe I remember that day you said uh, that the pieces kind of fell into place that particular day. Yes, sir. Um, and they do. There's a lot to learn. Gerard uh, spoke about that. Just the, he said, you think telephones easy until you start looking at it and trying to figure it out. You right. Know? And, sip. Uh, sip. Sip. Sip was drunk. my, oh boy, is this a real apparatus or is this something that's just communicated, you know, 
uh, over cable. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. Struggle. And then you don't want to look uh, uh, like you're not listening or you're <laughs> ignorant. And so you, there's some things you just don't want to ad- ask about, but uh, finally got that straight. So. Yep. So Mike, you mentioned having come out of sales some time ago and, and getting back into sales now. Yes, sir. Do you find that you're leveraging network that you developed previously or is it a lot of cold calling is it a combination of both it's a combination of both Um, some of the people that i called upon you know it's been so long they they've moved (laughs) some of them have retired and so um, it's you know went back and and tried to rekindle quite a few relationships um but uh, I've done a lot of cold calling, and uh, I guess I enjoy it. And so, you know, doing that. And, and in the meantime, you know, I didn't mention uh, between, you know, what, what did I do between sales careers? I was a pastor yeah. and um, had a staff. And that is one thing that I regret, not, not being a pastor, but whenever anything went wrong with our technology, I always told who to straighten it out or to, or to have that repaired or, or whatnot. Uh, now I wish I would have been the one who, who would have went back right. there and flipped a switch or reset something. Um, but uh, but no, kind of kind of mixed bag yeah. on that. It's been interesting for me to watch you go and, and and you're running in areas that we've that we've been around before in towns where we have customers, but you're bringing new customers that we haven't had people that we've not had a lot of conversation with or maybe no conversation with at all. So it's been fun and it's been interesting for you to kind of run some of the same circles um, and, and but yet bring new business. That's That's been kind well, of interesting, you. I think. Um, even my hometown where I grew up, you uh, brought a utility company on, which is a good, good, good deal. So one of the things I wanted to ask, we talked about on previous podcasts, and I want to hear from you is, as you get into these technology sales, we have this deep portfolio of products from telephony, Mike mentioned, to network security, to you know CCTV, access control, lots of different things. What have you learned uh, that is now a passion or what maybe what do you lead with when you're going to a prospect and you're talking to them about his call? What's your favorite thing to sell that his call has Ian, i'll start with you uh yes uh so whenever i first started here the the main thing i've learned is cloud and i would say that's what i'm most passionate about is cloud uh, i love how it helps save customers money uh, they often gain more ability of that phone system than what they had previously mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the customers that i have currently they haven't had a phone system in in years like let's say 20 15 10 years and so you're bringing in a new product that that looks great and also just provides uh, so much more utility. Uh, so I would say cloud is is what I really enjoy selling. Yeah, good. I kind of expected you to say that. That's yes. uh, Gary kind of stressed <laughs> when you started. Here's what I want you to focus on. Yes. And so 100%. I was I was kind of hoping you would say that really. I um, mean, you, and you've had success. It's been a lot of fun to watch you learn the his call cloud services, the features and capabilities. And on our demo accounts, I'd see all these missed calls and stuff from Ian uh, when right. he first began. That was a lot of fun because I knew 
you know, you were in there learning what, what it's all about and what it'll do. And you really kind of put it through the paces. That was, that was fun to watch. Archibald, what about you? What about, what are you passionate about at work? Well, meeting people, you people, uh, people you've already known, uh, there's this piece of art and beauty that's, that, that comes with it. So, when you unfold the needs and wants and the pains for the clients, and then you realize we have it, mm-hmm. it brings joy to me. It's one of those things that, you know, it's hard for me to have a favorite because uh, us solving a pain for that client, it brings joy to me. That's what I love. Yes. So I have um, almost challenged myself when I go to clients, have an open mind to be a consultant where I am listening for the most part. Um, I think I've shared with Mike this. Whenever I meet with clients or prospects, uh, I love to do, uh, I came up with it, 90-10 let them speak 90% of the time and I speak 10% because during that 90% of the time, they are pretty much telling you where they are, what they're passionate about, and they will express some pain points that, you know, that I can line up with here. So it's hard for me to have a favorite, but I love solving clients' pains Mm -hmm. and just see the joy that comes from that. For example, um, uh, Fred Artman with the fiber uh, project that got, got got going on right now that we are almost about to be done. You know, just hearing from the president of the school how happy he is that we're able to solve or we are solving their fiber issue is they are working on building this new dining hall. It just fills my heart. You know? Right. But like Ian, you know, I love cloud. But then to know, okay, I've been able to help solve that pain, that problem, and that need, and that want, it fills my heart. Yep. Fills my heart. I, it makes I, me even want to dance. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Now, you don't want to see me dance, but, you know, over I the years. I love to see that. <laughs> so, uh, I understand completely. You know, I when I was doing repair and stuff, I used to love to go into a place that was having some really hard problem. And it hasn't been able to get resolved. And they've really struggled through and to come in and fix it for them. Man, you walk out of there with your chest kind of puffed out, you know, and feeling good that you've you've made a happy customer. And uh, there's just, I understand the joy you're talking about in doing that. And that, that comes now that I'm on, on the sales support side um, in solving problems. Still the same thing applies, just in a different way. Um, you're not physically repairing a problem, but you're putting a solution together that changes the way they do business, Absolutely. that helps them do things Absolutely. in a different way. And I, I, I do love that. It gets, it, it gets me goosebumps it, it, yes. talking about it. it I mean, really that's does. for real. Yes. That's for real. Mike, what about you? Well, just like these guys, I was hired uh, to sell cloud. And so I do. I, I lead with cloud and have had some great uh, testimonies already, especially for the the small business mm-hmm. where you can come in. Maybe they haven't looked at their internet supplier, 
and you can help them negotiate with that supplier. And I've had a couple of times where the savings that they've had with their internet has actually paid for new phones. Mm. And that's just exactly what you all have been talking about. It's a good feeling uh, to do that, especially for a company that has five to eight phones. Uh, It's really good. Uh, But to be honest with you, I'm very much an industrial guy. And so I don't look for it, but somehow I gravitate to cabling. Yeah. And uh, I love when there's going to be an expansion and we're going to do drops and, and yeah. things like that. Um, and I believe I believe Archie alluded to it a little bit. Uh, we do offer so many things, and you did too, Chuck. Um, when people sometimes will sit there and read the brochure and just start, you know, naming, we need this, we need that, we need this. And, and, uh, I have to, you know, I have to take one bite out of the elephant at a time. And, uh, and we begin to look at phones. We begin to look at cameras. We begin to look at access control. Uh, but we are a very diversified company as far as technology. We certainly are. Um, I had an, I had a thought as you guys were talking about that. I wanted to hear you, you talked about cold calling relationship building give me a tip for cold calling what's something that a salesperson could hear on the podcast that would help them kind of get up and make a cold call that they're not looking forward to or maybe not prepared for give me a tip on cold calling oh yeah so one of the main things i like to do is always be positive uh come in there and give the customer a good experience not just coming in there interrupting their day saying hey buy can you buy this or uh, you really want to go in there with a smile on your face talk to the customer get to know them be more personable uh, not just like an automated hey this is what we do this this this, and that just really really be more personable Mm -hmm. Uh, listen like Archibald said uh, really just get to know them okay that's what I would say yeah you got to be genuine and friendly Oh, yes. You have to be genuine, friendly. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't know if anybody would be happy if you just came in there with a scowl on your face. (laughs) Exactly. And he is good looking, so. (laughs) Yes, that helps, doesn't (laughs) it? I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Made him him blush, Archie. (laughs) Give us a tip, Archie. Well, for me, it's um, something close to Ian. It starts even the way I'm dressed. Yeah. The way I'm dressed, and then once I get in, I go in with a smile. Mm-hmm. Love to smile. It, it can be a gift to someone Yeah. during that day. No one will say, stop smiling, get out of here. <laughs> you know, so... That's smi- right. Yeah, so smiling. And then, of course, before I start every conversation with someone... I ask for permission. May I please, may I please, may I please. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's still some of those things that uh, you never go wrong by being polite. Mm-hmm. And even if they may don't want to have you at that time, the fact that you are being mindful and you're being professional and you're being polite you may end up living with a great conversation or a referral. So mm-hmm. good, good stuff. You most often wear a jacket and a tie. Why? Impression. 
I grew up with a dad and a mom that emphasized that before someone opens up to you, before someone feels comfortable, that first interaction is so key, it's so important. And we live in a world that it easily judges you before <laughs> before you before they even get to know you so most of the times uh, i love to just look professional that way there's no hesitation of at least let me have a conversation with this guy right. um so um uh, you know i grew up hearing law of attraction right yeah you know i see myself as a professional business person I'm going to dress like one, you know? Right. Uh, so that law of attraction, it's, it's the reason why you see me dressed up almost every day. When, uh, when, I, when I made the move from sort of field engineer to sales engineer, I met with uh, the uh, sales director at the company I was at before. And in, in talking about sales, he, he talked about what an honorable profession sales is. A lot of people don't view it that way. But this is a man that's made a career out of sales. And for him, he understood the professionalism of sales. And, and one of the things I remember he told me is, you've got to be able to go in and sit and talk to the, you know, the day-to-day the -day IT guy and, or the CEO of a company. And um, you've got to, when you go in and sit down with the CEO, you've got to dress like the CEO dresses, you know. Um, so it's it's important to to look professional, to be professional, um, and to be friendly and to smile, as you guys said. Mike, what about a tip? Uh, humility. Mm. That we call them the gatekeeper, which is usually yeah. a receptionist or it's a person that's manning or juggling a couple of jobs, and they're at the front desk. And uh, the last thing they want is somebody that thinks they're higher than them or they don't need anyone else telling them what to do or waste time during their day. Uh, so coming in and same things as my colleagues have said here, Ian and Archie, you know, complimenting them, asking how their day is going. Mm -hmm. Most people uh, that go to work in America, they don't get asked how their day is going and someone listens to it. Um, and then just presenting the information in a concise, professional manner. Uh, and then something I do, uh, quite often they will try to, on a cold call, they'll try to get a hold of that decision maker. And I will stop them and say, I don't have an appointment. If they're busy, uh, please, I can, I can come back. I need an email or how, what's a way to contact so half the time you get that, that context name, and I think they appreciate it because if, if you contact somebody that wasn't expecting you, uh, you're standing in their lobby, uh, I, I've seen that not go very well um, mm -hmm. before. And so um, it, it's, it's good to stop that sometimes. And then other times they said, no, they, they're, really, they're looking for something you've got. And uh, that just happened to me this week, this past week. It was incredible. And... Yeah, you'll have eight or nine stops that don't seem like uh, they'll amount to anything, but they may amount to something down the road, like Ian was just telling me this morning. But then it's that 11th cold call or that 12th cold call, and now you've got three different engineers uh, doing site visits and, and quoting things. And so 
and, and that's what you need at the end of the day. You, there, there needs to be some reward in that, that cold calling. I, I don't know if that answers your question. Oh, yeah, it answers the but that's question very well. Just kind yeah. of my, my play on it. Mm-hmm. That I heard some persistence in what you described and, um, you know, humility, yes. respect of people's time. But you, you mentioned, you know, 10th, 11th, yes, sir. 12th call or whatever, you know, that it takes time. We talked about that on a previous podcast. Mm. Sometimes the sales cycle in what we do is really long and, yeah. and, and it takes a lot of contacts. If I could elaborate really quick, I'd love for you to. I was, I, I'd probably been on about 10 calls in this day and uh, I went to the window and you just have that moment where this person's just not dealing with you. And I said, we provide phones and they named off a comparison. They do that. And then I said, we do cameras and they go, well, police department takes care of that. And that you can, you have to be able to read also, like I'm not getting anywhere with this person. Mm-hmm. So I left them a brochure and said, would you please pass this on? So I went next door. Something told me not to get into my vehicle and just drive off. Cause that's what your natural feeling would be. You know, Hey, I've been rejected here. I need to move on down the road. But I went next door and I just walked there. When I come out of the building next door, this lady chased me down in the parking lot. The original person that I talked to, they were very coarse, but you know what? They passed on the information. Little did I know this city is doing a remodel. Oh, yeah. In a completely different building. And they chased me down in the parking lot and then brought me into the mayor's office. And, uh, uh, you know, that's unexpected. And that's that's what you need. You need that every once in a while, cold calling, because it keeps you going. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. you never know. Uh, even if that person is not um, as kind to you, maybe they do hand it off to someone or they put it in a mailbox where somebody needs something you have. Yeah. Good. Yeah, thank you for for adding that. We're going to kind of wrap up on our call. Uh, we're going to wrap up our podcast today. Thank you guys for taking the time to come in and talk with us. But I do want to give you the opportunity one last time to speak anything that you might have wished you had said or forgotten to say or um, anything like that. Any final thoughts uh, from any of you? Well, you kind of opened up maybe for us to tell something that maybe not many people know. Yeah, I, w- I would like to Maybe I'll that. break the ice with that. All I'll right. be real quick with it because yeah. I know we're wrapping up. But uh, and, and I just want to give people hope out there. I never knew my biological father growing up. And I had a dream when I was 32, and it caused me to seek him out. Uh, make a long story short, I found him. We have an awesome relationship. I met a brother and sister that I didn't know I had. Uh, but late in life at 32. Mm-hmm. And so um, just something with me. And it also gave me um, a little bit about my roots and things. Right. And the, the tone of my skin and things. Yeah. <laughs> kind of explains some things. Uh-huh. And it, the reason we're laughing is uh, I'm Hispanic, but I, I wasn't raised Hispanic. And so, <laughs> so that's kind of my tidbit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Ian Archibald? That's tough to follow. <laughs> um, I guess just, you know, thank everyone who works here at his school for all that they do uh, for each other and then also for our clients. Um, and Mike, thanks for sharing that story. That's pretty powerful. You know, it's something that really yeah. is just beautiful to hear that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also just thank our clients who take Amen. a chance with us. Uh, we're grateful for that chance. Yeah. So. All right. Ian, anything from you? Yeah, uh, I would like just to say, kind of go off what Archibald was saying, is I'm, I'm really thankful for the people here at His Call, the culture that we have. Uh, it makes it a pleasure to get up every morning and, and rep this company. Um, and just knowing that we have a solid foundation here, and I, I can't wait to see the mm-hmm. future and how that goes. All so. right. Good. Good. See that future. We wrap up the podcast. I wrap up the podcast with something that I say every time. And as we recording the day before Good Friday... It feels uh, applicable and appropriate to, uh, to wrap up. Don't be afraid, only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.